In this episode, I share three awesome tips to help you dominate on Amazon in 2020 and beyond. Hey everybody, what is going on? Welcome to episode number 143 of the Private Labeler Show. I'm your wonderful host, Nick Landowski, and thanks for tuning in. As always, you guys are amazing. I hope you guys are absolutely killing it so far this year in 2020. We're off to a wild ride in 2020, no doubt. Um, Just wanted to address a couple of things real quick before we get rocking and rolling. I know I've been on kind of a hiatus for the past few months. I've been getting tons of messages from you guys asking where I've been, when the next upload is coming. Um, won't get too much into that, but I'll just tell you this very briefly. So the past few months kind of decided to step away from the business side of my life for a little bit and kind of live in the moment. So, you know, definitely worked hard over the past few years. And I kind of just, again, decided to step away and, and enjoy life and enjoy kind of what I've created. And a lot of my business has been pretty much automated. So what I decided to do the past few months is just try new things. So I've been Doing little things like, you know, getting really involved in fishing and paddleboarding. I recently joined a kickball team. I started Muay Thai kickboxing training. I actually just bought a new house the other week. So definitely a lot going on in my life. And, um, you know, having a business in e-commerce that is automated for the most part um, has allowed me to kind of step away for a while and, and live a pretty cool lifestyle. So definitely have been taking advantage of that. But I am back for the long haul with you guys to help you guys create whatever it is that you're trying to create in your businesses and whatever kind of lifestyle that you want to create with having an e-commerce business and and all the things that kind of go along with that. So I just kind of wanted to throw that out there. And again, I'm super pumped to help you guys um, achieve whatever it is that you're trying to achieve with your Amazon businesses, with your private label businesses, and all things related. So uh, yes, 2020 guys, we are off to a wild start. Um, obviously, a lot of Corona talk going on. Corona has definitely affected my business, guys. So I'm I'm not immune to all that. I know it's definitely crushed and hurt a lot of e-commerce businesses out there. And I'll probably address all that in a different podcast. But uh, guys, we just got to weather the storm and just keep pushing forward. And everything's going to be all right at the end of the day. Okay. So we just got to push forward together. And again, I'll I'll talk about that probably in another episode. Um, you know, it's kind of funny just talking about the, the Corona stuff right here real quick and, you know, seeing the markets kind of just fall off a cliff. Uh, if you kind of watch a lot of cable news or you watch, you know, a lot of network news, things like that, and you're glued to your phone for the latest updates and everything going on, it kind of seems like the world is ending. Like everything's going crazy. Again, the markets are just, you know, in a free fall right now. And, uh, actually just a few hours ago, I just went out and ran some errands and life is normal around me. Everything's just kind of running as it should. And, you know, I just wanted to throw that out there to you guys that, you know, maybe don't pay too much attention to everything going on. Every last news report from CNN or Fox news or whatever, it's definitely doom and gloom stuff out there as far as what they're painting. But for the most part, life is pretty normal. Everything seems to be running as it should. And, uh, you know, I'm not a, I'm not an investment expert by any means, but I know a lot of you guys listening to this want to make money, right? You want to make money on Amazon, things like that and e-commerce. Well, I know a lot of you guys listening are also very interested in the stock market. So uh, again, I'm not an expert, but I've been pretty darn active over the past few days and specifically today into putting money into the market. So when everybody else is selling off and panicking, going left, 
I would advise you to go right, okay? If you have money available, consider investing, okay? Again, I'm not an expert, I'm not telling you what to do, but that's you know kind of what the smart people did back in 2008, and I'm not saying that we're at those types of levels right now with recession or anything like that, but um, get ready to strike and get ready to act if you have money capital available to invest into the market. It could be a great decision for you, okay? Just wanted to kind of throw that out there. So with that being said, guys, enough of all that. Um, I wanted to share three amazing tips for you guys today on the podcast to help you and your businesses succeed in 2020 and beyond. And I don't want this to just to be another podcast episode that you just kind of listen to and don't take, take any action on. I actually want you to take action. So the three tips I give, if you take action on all three, great. Or if you just pick one nugget out or one thing that's going to help improve your business, please execute and have a plan. Evaluate your businesses as you're listening to this podcast. Evaluate your businesses in all three of these areas that I'm going to discuss and ask yourself, like, could you make improvements or could you take a piece of advice that I gave you to help improve your business, to help you make more money and grow your business? Again, I want you to be very hands-on with this particular episode, okay? And one last thing I wanted to plug here real quick before we get down and dirty. Um, I've gotten a lot of messages from you guys over the past two months or so. People asking me like what my recommendations are for Amazon training courses and coaching and stuff like that. And to set the record straight, I do not do any coaching. I don't have any of my own courses or anything like that. So my recommendation is to do the following. If you're spinning your wheels with your Amazon business, you're not where you want to be. If you're brand new to all this and you're kind of like a deer in headlights, you don't really know how to get started. My recommendation is to always get some coaching or go through a structured course, okay? So there's a million to choose from out there. I'm not telling you which one is better than the other necessarily or anything like that, but my advice is this. Sign up for Helium 10, okay? That's, that's the suite of software tools that I specifically use to help run my Amazon business. And when you sign up for Helium 10, you get access to Kevin King's Freedom Ticket Training Course for free, okay? It's really good stuff. So if you guys remember, I had Kevin King on the podcast about a year ago. He's a very, very smart guy when it comes to all things Amazon. His Freedom Ticket Training Course used to retail, I think, for about 1000 bucks. Again, you go through Helium 10, you get signed up for that. Again, tools you're going to need anyways. You can go through Kevin King's Freedom Ticket Training Course. It is really top-notch and well laid out and well done. and will help you get on your feet and to running a successful business in no time. So if you guys want a discount on Helium 10, the tools that I use, just simply use the following link, okay? Go to privatelabelershow.com forward slash Helium 10. That's privatelabelershow.com forward slash Helium 10. If you're driving, you can't remember that. You can also find that link on my resources page at privatelabelershow.com or in our Facebook group. So wanted to check that out again. If you're looking for guidance, you're looking for a great course, you might as well get hooked up with that again when you sign up for Helium 10. So there you go. No excuses now, guys. Go get the training to help you succeed in your e-commerce business. Okay, so let's get going here now, guys, with tip number one. So this would apply for all of your existing products for you to evaluate and your existing brands and all of your future products that you are going to launch on Amazon. So in my opinion, guys, there is tremendous amounts of opportunity right now to start positioning all of your existing products and future ones 
as the premium offer or the premium option on Amazon. So essentially, start raising your prices or start charging more for your products, okay? So become the premium option in that marketplace for your products and for your brands, okay? So here's what the deal is. We tend to price and position our products that we launch on Amazon, we tend to position them based on our own buying behaviors, okay? So me specifically, when I look to buy products in my day-to-day life, just as a lot of you guys listening do, I look for products that are a good value, that give me a good bang for my buck. I don't wanna spend the most amount of money Like, let's say I'm looking for a grill brush. Me personally, if I were to go to Amazon and type in grill brush, I'm not necessarily going to look for the most expensive one or the cheapest one. My behaviors by default are to kind of go down the middle of the road to look for the the reasonably priced one that's going to give me a good value, okay? That's how I shop a lot of times in my daily life, and that's how you guys shop as well. Not always, though. So sometimes I might just look for the cheapest option, okay? So there's a bucket of customers that look for the cheapest grill brush price out there, a a bucket of customers that look for a good value. But then there's another bucket out there that we almost never talk about that will look for the more expensive option, okay? They'll gladly spend $5, $10 more for a grill brush because they want to spend more money knowing that it's going to last longer, it's going to hold up better, it's going to perform better, what have you. It's all about price perception, okay? So there's really three different buckets that we kind of take on as buyers. So when we put our selling cap on as private labelers and sellers on Amazon, we tend to play it safe way too often. So we improve our products, we do a really good job putting our our products out there, but we're too afraid to start charging more because we assume based on our own buying behaviors that, hey, nobody would buy this grill brush at you know $30 or whatever. So we play it safe and we go, hey, most of the other sellers are charging 20, Hey, I'll kind of kind of play within that as well. Maybe I'll only charge 19 or maybe $21, but we like to play it safe. And that may work for a while in a market on Amazon if it's not a very mature market and it's not quote unquote saturated yet. But over time, as more and more sellers pile in with that mentality, they go after the same bucket of customers that you're going after. And now all of a sudden your, your offer kind of just gets lost in the mix. And here's what happens over time too. As a product becomes successful, we know that a lot of Chinese sellers will try to come in and who, what customers do they go after? They go after the, the bucket of customers that will look for the cheapest option available. So maybe we launched a product at $20 and it was going great for six months, right? We were rocking and rolling. All of a sudden I got more competition. All of a sudden I got all these factories and Chinese sellers that I'm competing with now and they're only charging 15. So I start panicking, right? And I know that they can beat me on margin because they, you know, they're just going to beat me on margin all day long. So they can't afford to do that and they can't afford to go after that bucket of customers. So it then becomes a race to the bottom. So everybody that was kind of having a good time charging $20 for this grilling accessory or grill brush or whatever starts to panic and all of a sudden it becomes a race to the bottom. And before you know it, now you're charging $19, $18, $17 and you're just kind of following the crowd and all of your margin and profits kind of just are washed away. Okay. So that's typically what happens in a lot of marketplaces. Now, here's the deal. If you just thought a little different and said, you know what, we're not going to go after the bucket down the middle of the road customers or the, uh, the cheapest option customers. We're going to go after the bucket of customers that is going to spend more for this product that they're going to gladly spend $25 or $30 for that grilling accessory. That's the bucket we're going to go after. So you need to think 
about your current marketplace. Look at your existing offers. Look at your future brands, products that you're going to launch out on Amazon and go, you know what? What does the marketplace currently look like? Are there any sellers right now catering to that bucket of customers that look for the premium option? And maybe there's only one or two other sellers doing that at this point. They might be charging way more than everybody else. And you're kind of, that makes you nervous because again, you tend to position and price products based off your own buying behavior. So example I'll give you, I've given this example a handful of times, but one of the very first products that I ever sold on Amazon, I'm still selling it. And this was, you know, how many years now? Five years, roughly. Um, when I initially launched it, there was this seller that was charging considerably more than everybody else for roughly the same product. I mean, his was a little bit nicer quality, but he was positioning himself as the premium option. He was charging way more than everybody. And at the time, I kind of thought, there's no way that this seller's gonna last because he's charging too much money. Nobody's gonna be crazy enough to buy it at whatever prices he was charging. So here we are five years later, and from time to time, I'll kind of just pull up, pull up his uh, offer there, and he's still humming along. He's still ranked very high. He's still crushing it, and he's still charging way more than everybody. While everybody else is fighting for the scraps and the other buckets, he almost just plays on his own island out there. And because and, again, everybody was afraid to charge what he was charging and he's just coasting along. He's got well over a thousand reviews for this product and uh, you know, he's not slowing down at all. So all, when I seen things like that, kind of just made me think like for my own existing products and for my future products, if I evaluate the market and go, you know what, I'm going to charge way more than everybody else, you know, obviously within reason, but I'm going to focus in on that segment of customers or that bucket of customers that nobody else is really catering to the premium option, the luxury option, the people that will spend gladly spend more for a, what they perceive to be a better quality product. Now, here's the deal. In my opinion, if you just start charging more for your stuff, but you're not giving the customer more, I think that's a mistake. So if you're going to position your brand and your products as the luxury option, the more expensive option, you better back it up. Meaning your product better be high quality. It better be a better experience. It better be with, you know, made with better parts or better ingredients or whatever it is that you're selling. And on top of that, you better have very high quality packaging. Okay. So if right now you're only selling something in a poly bag, well, you're going to want to upgrade your packaging, create high quality packaging, something that they could almost just wrap a bow on and give somebody as a gift, you know, like make it a luxury experience from start to finish. And also too, what does the experience look like after the sale? So if you're charging way more than everybody else, let's say you're charging $30 for your grilling accessory while everybody else is charging 20. Again, they're expecting a premium experience when they add that product to their cart and buy it. They're expecting that the, the packaging to be great. They're expecting the product to, to be super high quality, but they're expecting you to have things like maybe a great warranty, a great customer, you know, a great customer service, um, extra things. So if you're selling some grilling accessories, do you give them, uh, do you give them like grilling recipes or their videos or their guides, things like that to kind of build on the entire customer experience to make them feel that it was worth spending $30 for your product because they could have just dropped 20 and, and went down the middle of the road, but they chose to buy the premium option because they wanted the entire experience. Okay. So I just think there's tremendous amounts of opportunity for us as Amazon sellers to think a little bit differently about how we price our products and how we position them within the marketplace. So whenever you hear sellers saying, oh, that, that product, 
It's too saturated. You know, there's, there's no opportunity there. Just look at the pricing and look at the existing offers. Is there an opportunity for that product, for that market to create the premium option? Okay. The more expensive option and almost kind of play on your own Island within that segment. Cause you're focusing in on a different bucket of customers. Okay. So take a look at all of your existing offers and kind of evaluate where you're at and wh who's offering what and what price points and see if you could make some changes to your, uh, to your product and to your brand. Okay. So if you're going to deliver a premium experience, that's got to showcase that off in your listing as well. So your images better be all world crazy good. Um, if your language in your copy on your listing, you know, talk about being the luxury option, the premium option, you know, all those words resonate and obviously the images and things like that. So make sure your listing, the product, everything itself is a five-star experience for everybody. And that should validate you charging more for your product. And again, competing for a different bucket of customers that we normally aren't so inclined to compete for. Again, we always think middle of the road value because that's how we shop a lot of times or, you know, low end, just cheapest. So go for the other bucket of customers. So that's my advice to you guys. Evaluate all your current listings, future listings, and focus in on a different set of customers. Now, one thing you have to understand is that in a lot of cases, uh, that bucket of customers, there's not as many customers in that bucket. So your rate of sales is going to be typically a little bit lower. Okay. So you're going to have typically less sales, but you're going to generate more profit. Okay. And along with that though, expect a lower review rate. So maybe early on as you're launching that product, maybe you kind of come in at a more competitive price, but then slowly start raising your price to your, your um, end goal price to be the premium option out there as you start to kind of get and move up in the review count to something that you're satisfied with. Okay. So you're going to have less sales in that bucket, but again, you're going to generate more profit and at the end of the day, while everybody else is screaming that, oh, this market is saturated, you could just be cruising along being one of the only sellers positioning that product as, you know, the premium or the luxury option. Okay. So raise your prices. Don't be afraid to do it. And, uh, you could be rewarded handsomely for that. So moving on now to tip number two, everybody tip number two, and that is quite simply to upgrade and update and even turbocharge your images. So turbocharge your images. It is time everybody. So perhaps the biggest bang for your buck that you can make in your listing and the success of your product is in your photography is in your images. Okay. So if you went cheap with any of this and you didn't go all out, then there's a chance that there's room for improvement. So think about your current product offerings, your current listings that you have on Amazon. Maybe you only have just one. Maybe you have a handful of them. So if you think about your listings, ask yourself the following questions. Like, did you have a plan when you got those images made up? Are you using the right main image or are you guessing that that's the right main image that you should be using? Did you do any split testing? Did you simply find a product photographer that you found maybe on Google or Fiverr and simply gave them some money, shipped them a product and kind of crossed your fingers that they did a good job? Like if that was you and on any of these levels here, it's time to reevaluate your images. Okay. So simply going back around again and either getting all new images made up or maybe just updating a few images or starting split testing can absolutely pay huge dividends. Okay. So it's all about images. Amazon is a very visual platform and it doesn't pay to put a really great quality product out there unless we're going to have great product photography 
to match it. Okay. So if you want to maximize the potential of that product, maximize the profitability, you need to go back around and upgrade and update your images. So we'll dive into some of the specifics on what I would exactly do here in just a second. But as I told you guys at the top of the podcast, I actually recently just bought a house. And if you guys have ever done that before, it's kind of a crazy process. Like it's pretty, pretty long, pretty grueling. And one of the things I did like the past month or two is I looked at a lot of uh, house listings on my phone and on my computer, lots and lots of them, probably hundreds. And when you're selling a house, you know, you're selling them for a lot of cases, like hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? You'd be surprised. Somebody's selling a house for hundreds of thousands of dollars and they cheat out and they skimp out and they use terrible photography in their listing. I would run across it again and again and again. And some of these listings were so bad. Some of the, the product photography was so bad. Like I felt bad for them, like just horrible pixelated images, dark, bad angles. And when I see that, or when another person sees that, you don't even give that house a chance. Like you don't even think about going to go see it or anything like that. You just immediately cross it off. Again, the house might be actually kind of good, but they did such a bad job in a lot of cases with product photography. It's almost like they hired some random person or they just paid their kid to do it or they shot it on their, their smartphone or something like that and thought that that would be okay. So you'd be surprised. And this, again, these are people selling things not for $15 on Amazon, but for hundreds of thousands of dollars. So the house that actually sucked me in that I ended up buying, what they did is they went above and beyond on the photography, on the imagery of the, uh, for the listing. So I knew as soon as I seen the images, I went, wow, like this is amazing. I was showing my friends right away. I'm like, holy crap. Some of my friends were even saying, wow, that looks like uh, in a, like something you'd see in a magazine or something on HGTV, just how they shot all the images with the right lighting, the right angles. And if you've ever purchased a house before, ever looked at them, um, you know, sometimes they'll stage the house with like nice decorative furniture so you can visualize yourself using that house or like, you know, bedroom sets and things like that. And like, you can kind of picture it with furniture in it because a lot of times, they don't do that and they'll just shoot empty houses and it's really hard for you to like visualize things. So the house that I bought that sucked me in, they did all that staging. They had just top quality photography, all the right lighting, the right angles. They made the rooms look so big. And I thought, I have to go see this house. I absolutely have to go see it. This product photography is sucking me in. So by kind of taking things to the next level, they're going to get more people looking at that house. They're going to get more people going through it, more offers coming in. And allow them to be a little bit more choosy and, you know, and probably make more money, right? So that same rule applies for us, for Amazon, for product photography and things like that. The better your image is, the more people that are going to click on it, the more people are going to look in, you know, look at your listing and look at all the other images and look what your product is all about. And the more people that are going to buy it and the higher you're going to go on the ranking. It's really kind of that simple. Okay. So here are some pieces of advice here. Um, if you decide that you need to update or upgrade any of your images, what I would do is, again, you can do your, I'm not gonna recommend anybody specifically that you work with. Again, you can go to Fiverr, you can go to the Jungle Marketplace, you can go to Google, or you can you know, get a recommendation on a photographer, but you don't wanna just pay them money and hope that they know what they're doing. You want to collaborate with who's ever going to be shooting your images and creating your lifestyle photography, all that kind of stuff, right? You want to be an active participant in that. 
So here are the things that they should be able to speak to. First and foremost, make sure you look at their portfolio. Okay. So I just say, Hey, show me, show me your portfolio. Like what have you shot before? But they should be able to speak the language of Amazon and e-commerce. That's really, really important. Okay. Just cause they know how to work a camera really well and they know how to take good shots. Doesn't really mean they fully understand Amazon. So I would only work with product photographers that specialize in e-commerce and work with Am working with Amazon sellers. Okay. That's really important. Ask to see their portfolio, but things that they should be able to speak to are lighting. Okay. Lighting is extremely important. Angles are ridiculously important, can make all the difference. Um, they should understand the language of Amazon as far as like using up as much white space as possible. Um, you don't want to have a lot of white space, especially for your main image. So you want to use as much of that up as possible with the actual shot of your product. So things like that. So make sure that they can speak to that and then collaborate with them on a plan to get your images made up. Now, what I would do is take it one step further too. You need to do some recon, some research, look at the current marketplace, look at the, you know, the first page of, of competition there. How are they doing their images? What main image are they constant? Are you constantly seeing uh, over and over again? What style of main image? So you have to ask yourself, do I want to kind of copy what's working or do I want to maybe try to stand out with my main image and shoot some different shots? And my advice is always to get more images than you can possibly use and insert on Amazon. What is it? Eight or nine spots now. So you're going to want to get extra images made up. You're going to want to use those in your enhanced brand content, in your social media marketing, things like that. Just a little, little side note there. Um, another thing that you're going to want to do, dive into your existing reviews. If you have an existing product or your competition's reviews and read them, okay? Understand fully how people are using said product. How exactly are they using that product? And again, you should have an avatar. You should know exactly who your target customer is. So if I'm selling grilling accessories, maybe my target customer is like a middle-aged guy, like a blue collar guy or whatever, I should already kind of know that. So for your lifestyle images and kind of like your game plan, and how you're going to tell your story with your images, you want to incorporate, um, you know, how they're going to be using it, where they're going to be using it, things like that. Okay. So dig into those reviews and evaluate your competition and, you know, main images, extremely important guys. Can't, I cannot stress this enough. You absolutely need to nail the main image. So if every seller is using a specific main image, that's, they're all copying each other. Again, maybe you want to try to interrupt the pattern of that potential shopper as they're scanning and do something creative and do something different with your main image. Okay. So don't be afraid to try something different. Now, along with your main image, the rest, the main image is what gets clicked on. So once that customer clicks on your image, they're going to look at the rest of your images, whether they're on their phone or the computer. And those images should kind of tell a story or they should really relay the other benefits and or features that that customer is going to achieve or get when they use your product. So if I'm selling a grilling accessory product as just an example here that you go, you guys know I use a lot. Um, I could obviously formulate some ideas that if somebody is into grilling, you know, they're probably into the um, grilling out in the backyard and they throw parties, maybe 4th of July parties, uh, get togethers. So I want to use that type of information in my images to showcase that happening in lifestyle shots. So maybe I have a lifestyle shot of like, you know, a backyard shot with, you know, a guy grilling and maybe he's got his family there and they got some smiles on their faces. Everybody's happy. So as that potential customer is scanning my listing and looking at my images, I want 
to let them or allow them to visualize themselves using my product or that product, okay? I want them to feel those emotions of like, hey, you know, I got some smiling kids here and everybody's happy. I got the neighbors over. I want to show that off. I want to show off, you know, 4th of July parties. However you need to arrange that creatively, okay? That's the stuff that's really going to matter. So you want to, again, allow that customer, that potential customer to visualize using that product. What results are they looking to achieve? All those things matter, okay? So get a game plan together with who's ever doing your photography and your images for your listing to kind of come up with a plan for that. And all that information, as you guys know, can kind of come through the reviews of the product. Also look at the reviews from your competitors, but like what images are customers leaving in those reviews? Take a look at that, right? So you can see different environments and where they're using those products and things like that. So you can speak to that in, uh, in your visuals, okay? So other things that are important, guys, I mentioned split testing. So if you've never split tested any of your images, you have an opportunity here now to go back through on your existing images or existing listings and all future to make sure that you're using the correct images. So if you just guessed, if you just guessed on like what should be your main image and you didn't actually test it with data, you need to go back through and start testing that, okay? So different ways that you can split test main images. There's a lot of different ways. If you don't have your own audience, you don't have your own lists or anything like that, you can borrow somebody else's. So I've talked about using pickfu.com before. Okay, so if you go to pickfu.com, um, you can split test or you can pull test audiences of Amazon shoppers and what images they like best, okay? So you can get some real world data back that you can use to make sure you're using the right main images for your listing. And if you guys wanna use pickfu.com, if you don't have your own audience, simply use code PLSHOW, that's code PLSHOW to get a discount on your uh, first, I guess, split test or uh, poll to the audience there. Now, if you do have your own audience, if you do have your own email list, you can easily ask them you know, to vote on what image they like or which one they're more likely to click on and things like that. Uh, so you could do it that route as well. Or if you want to take it above and beyond, I've talked about this a long, long time ago, but um, there's sites like splitly.com, splitly.com that you can check out, or uh, some of the software suites out there. I think maybe Viral Launch might have this as an option. Uh, a few of the other suites out there have this as far as like Amazon seller tools where you can split test your, your, um, your product images uh, on Amazon and, and it'll kind of give you some data back based on uh, real actual customers shopping on Amazon. So there's numerous different ways of doing it, but if you've never split tested anything before, there's an opportunity for you there. Because again, if you're just guessing on what images to use, uh, how do you know you're guessing right? So it, it maybe maybe you have a, a better main image on your hard drive somewhere that you're not using that would result in more eyeballs on your listing and more sales. So it's just about time to test that. So um, that kind of about does it for that, guys. And obviously things like, like if you have access to video and A-plus content, I'm not going to dive too much into that, but if you're going to use A-plus content and or video, um, again, don't go cheap on it. Make sure you go above and beyond with it because you could add that stuff to your listing, but if you have like a poor video and it's just not good quality at all, you might actually be harming your conversion rates and things like that. So I would just say maximize everywhere you can and make sure, again, you have a solid plan. So if you're doing things like A-plus content, 
you know, it, it gives you more space to add more visuals, to maybe put some more charts in there, things like that, some comparison charts. Uh, it's all about colors and visuals and things like that and really showcasing why your product is better. And if you're building a brand, obviously tell the story of your brand. What is your brand all about? What do you stand for? Things like that. Like they give you the space and the A plus content to be able to do things like that. But again, work with who's ever doing your product photography and your images. Chances are they also specialize in A plus content and video. Um, using those effectively can, according to Amazon's data, again, help you convert more sales. So bottom line, guys, turbocharge your images right now. Go back through, do an audit on all of your listings. And for all future listings, don't go cheap, okay? Do not go cheap. I'm not, again, I'm not saying blow the budget and go off the wall and spend, you know, gazillions of dollars on your images. I'm just saying have a plan and just know through testing and through, through data that you're using the right images and that they are better than the competitions, okay? So you want to improve upon that as much as you can. And um, it'll pay off, guys. So if you update your images, you're going to sell hopefully more product every single day and you add that up day by day, and it's all gonna pay for itself sooner rather than later, okay? So tip number two, have at it, have a plan, and get those images updated. Okay, so let's dive into tip number three to help you guys take your businesses to the next level in 2020 and beyond. So the third tip is for you guys to get serious and get focused in on building real customer audiences and customer lists, essentially start building some real assets that are going to support your businesses, that are going to help your businesses get to the next level. So as I've said before, if you aren't acquiring customers in your business, in my opinion, you don't have a real business. You're just slinging products. That's all you're doing. So remember, those are Amazon's customers, not your customers. And Amazon makes that very, very clear. So the whole focus should be to make them your customers. So start focusing on building those assets. Again, that's what's going to take you to the next level. Now, I've been selling on Amazon long enough and in an e-commerce game long enough to see how incredibly sophisticated a lot of new sellers are becoming in this e-commerce space. So over the years, I've definitely noticed it. You've been selling long enough. You guys have seen it too. So there are a lot of very, very smart people in this space that we are now competing against. So when you are focused in on things like building audiences and customer lists and email lists and all that stuff and using those lists to help drive your business, that's, and those are the things that you're going to have to do to stay relevant going forward. Okay. So when I talk about customer lists and assets, I'm kind of referring to maybe the tried and true, the good old fashioned email list. Okay. Those still work. Those are still really great to do. Um, also obviously many chat over the past few years, that's kind of taken, taken over as uh, you know, one of the top ways to start building subscribers up is through many chat. And obviously there are other ways that you can build assets and build audiences, you know, such as Facebook groups, could be a YouTube channel, could be an Instagram following, whatever. It could be your own website. It doesn't really matter. Now there are a lot of different ways you can kind of handle that, but for a lot of you guys uh, listen to the podcast, uh, I've maybe have said this before, but when I used to start to first dabble in the whole world of internet marketing many years ago, uh, I used to follow Pat Flynn. A lot of you guys know who Pat Flynn is. Um, if not, look him up. Uh, he is a guy that I, I, I definitely learned a lot from. And what he always said that stuck with me is that the money is in the list. Okay. And that is absolutely true. So the list meaning 
your customer list, your email list, things like that. That's where the real money is. Okay. So if you're only focused in on the sale on Amazon, you know, let's say I sell a grill brush and I'm only caring about generating that one sale and I'm never planning on talking to that customer again, you failed. Okay. So the goal going forward for you and your business is to figure out how to acquire customers to not just sell one product to that customer, but how to sell a lot of different products to that customer. That is the whole goal. So the money is in the list. Just burn that into your mind. Okay. So what I would advise you guys to do is if you are not at all focused in on this, put a huge focus and emphasis on getting an action plan going to start to build some sort of a list. Now, if you just want to kind of go the old fashioned route with an email list, that might be what I would recommend. Or if you want to jump on some of the newer stuff with ManyChat, by all means, whatever makes sense for you. My challenge to you is this, start building an email list, okay, of customers. So there are a lot of different ways of doing that. But for this conversation here, my advice is just to do the following. So for your product, your future products that you're going to launch, or maybe your current products, is it possible that you could create some sort of insert card or update your packaging to then direct that customer to a landing page where you are going to gather and get their email address, okay? So you could do that a lot of different ways. Just for the sake of examples here, I always use the grill brush or grilling accessory example. So could I have in my packaging or somewhere in the box or in the poly bag, whatever is it I'm doing, could I have an insert card that directs that customer to a landing page? And I simply say, hey, Mr. Customer, um, go to said site. We want to give you a free gift. We want to give you a free guide or free recipe guide for you know 50 hot recipes guaranteed to you know make your summer a blast or whatever it is, right? And I can get that guide created and I could give that as an incentive to say, hey, if you give me your email address, I will give you this sweet PDF or sweet recipe guide or whatever it is. Obviously, this is just my example. You would have a different way of handling that for your products, however you want to approach that, okay? So you're going to get a simple landing page created where you're going to capture email addresses. And these are just simply off of customers that bought something from you off of Amazon, okay? Real simple. Or off of your own website, doesn't really matter. But to get something like that set up, not that difficult. So if you're kind of wondering where to go for that, um, I've always used Aweber for my email capture, okay? And I actually just seen recently Aweber, you know, if you guys use that as well, but uh, they now have some really great landing pages kind of pre-built into there. So before you used to need lead pages or a different program like that, but it looks like Aweber kind of stepped their game up. So that's just one example. You could also try using MailChimp or what have you. Now, if you want to try the ManyChat route, that's cool too. If you want to go that route, knock yourself out, but we're just kind of keeping it real basic here. So the whole goal is to push you guys to take some action, to start building and generating a simple email list. Okay. Just getting customers on your email list. So it's going to be a slow start. If you kind of go that route to begin with, not everybody that buys your product is going to go to your landing page and give you their email address and this and that. But as the days go by, maybe you capture just a few customers each and every day and it starts to snowball. Okay. So that's my challenge to you guys. That's just a very, very basic, simple way. So check out Aweber, MailChimp, whatever you want to use. I don't really care, but just start that process. And from there, once you start 
to build a list, email list, many chat list, that's where the fun begins. That's where the magic happens. And that's where you can start to um, contact those customers, send them out emails, broadcast emails, set up an autoresponder so that maybe once they get on your list over the span of the next few days, weeks, months, even longer, you can have a whole bunch of emails just automatically going out 24 hours a day. So and those emails could do things like introduce that customer to your brand, give them updates on you know new products, things like that, um, educate them and give value. And then you can use that list then to launch new products or cross promote other products. Really the sky's the limit. So that's how you take your business to the next level when you can continuously talk to that customer again and again and again and again. When that customer goes to bat for you, they like your brand, they like your products, they like what you do because you are keeping the conversation going with them. Now, again, that's just the email example. You know, again, you could also maybe drive that customer to a Facebook group, okay, if that makes sense. And that way you can constantly keep communicating with them again and again and again. That's the whole point. That's what you want to do. But one piece of advice I would give you is do not abuse your customer list, your email list, your many chat list, whatever that is. Don't just simply ask them again and again and again to buy things from you, okay? Give them real actual value. So whatever that is for your products. So if you're doing grilling stuff, keep sending out new recipes, new, new ways to grill, new guides, stuff like that to keep them engaged, okay? And start to build a community if you can. So that's really how to win in 2020 going forward. So I'm not just going to be satisfied with selling one product to that customer. I want to sell them all my products over the span of maybe, you know, a couple of weeks or months or whatever, whatever it is. And anytime I have a new product, if I have a system set up, I can basically lean on that list and they can go to bat for me. They can get me reviews. They can, you know, I can cross promote other products so I can do all sorts of cool stuff. So I would just advise you guys to pay a lot of attention to building audiences customer list, assets, things like that, okay? So actually, um, you guys know who Michelle Barnum-Smith is. She's been on the podcast, and I think we did a webinar. It was like last year sometime, and recently I was at a um, sort of like a meetup for Amazon sellers in, uh, in Clearwater, Florida here, and um, Michelle was there, and she was speaking, and you guys know that she is kind of the queen of chatbots, so she's hot and heavy into many chat. So I went to this this sort of this meetup here and she was kind of showcasing all these cool things that she was teaching and doing with her clients, Amazon sellers, e-commerce sellers, and how they can use ManyChat to do so many crazy things when it comes to building their, their audience lists up, um, how to you know use those lists to launch new products, to get reviews, to cross promote, some very sophisticated stuff. And it, a lot of it was kind of over my head or whatever, but um, she works with Amazon sellers on uh, on just that. So if you want to get hot and heavy into ManyChat, she's definitely the person to learn from. And like I said, I've had her on this podcast here before. I'll probably have her again on in the future. So definitely check out her stuff. I'll link to her in the show notes. You can also find her on my resources page. Again, that's Michelle Barnum-Smith. She's kind of the what you want to call the, the queen of chatbots. So she does have coaching. Um, she works with Amazon sellers specifically to help them use ManyChat to explode their businesses, okay? To launch products, get reviews, and she keeps everything within terms of service and everything like that, okay? All of her teachings and things like that. 
So she's got webinars and all this and that that you guys can check out. I would highly recommend that you do so. And um, one of the things that she was talking about since she works with a lot of Amazon sellers is uh, she says that one of, one of her clients uh, a while back sold her brand to an investor. And I don't know how much she sold it for or whatever. It was a really successful brand. She was making a lot of money from it. But one of the reasons why the brand sold for as much as it did, Michelle was saying that is because she had an asset, because she had a great many chat following, uh, a great many chat list that was really dialed in and a, a huge asset to that business. So that in itself, if you guys have plans on selling a business and kind of cashing out, if that's maybe one of your goals, just think about this, like an investor is going to look at your business as being much more attractive to buy. If you have like not just a big email list or, you know, a big many chat subscriber list, but a very active um, audience that you can engage and kind of command and direct traffic. You know, if you want to cross promote something, you want to run a promotion, whatever it is, and you can almost at will spike sales. So if you have something like that going, it's going to make your brand, your products that much more attractive to an, a potential investor. Okay. So that's just something to kind of think about there. Again, check out Michelle Barnum Smith if you want to go the many chat route. And like I said, I'll link her up in the show notes. You can also find her stuff on my resources page at privatelabelershow.com. So I just kind of wanted to mention that. Um, guys, I truly believe that if you're only focusing in on those front end sales and you're not doing anything to, to build audiences, assets, or anything like that outside of that, I think that's a losing mentality. Okay. And I also think that if you're only relying on Amazon's customers, like if you're only relying on search and you're not doing anything else to drive your own traffic, again, that's just a losing mentality. So the winners are going to be the ones that understand audience building, email list, many chat, whatever it is, and how to direct that traffic to help them drive their business. So if you want to stay relevant long-term, these are things I definitely recommend that you do. So again, my advice, if you haven't started on any of this yet, you guys have listened to the podcast long enough. You know, I talk, talk a lot about this, but get going. Start to at least get people on your email list, okay? So there's definitely a lot of uh, a lot of tutorials and guides that you can probably find on YouTube to help you get started with, you know, how to set up the landing pages and all that kind of good stuff. So just start there and take some action to make that happen. Okay, so I'm about to wrap this up here now. So hopefully you guys got a lot of value out of this particular episode. And again, you're supposed to make this very actionable. So hopefully you took some good notes. If you want, go back and listen to this again. Um, I shared three tips to help you guys take your business to the next level. And uh, again, my goal is that you guys will take maybe one or all three of these very seriously and start implementing some of the things that we talked about here today into your own businesses because I want to help you guys succeed in 2020 and beyond. So a quick recap here, guys. We talked about number one, tip number one, um, creating premium products, so essentially raising your prices. Again, focusing in on that bucket of customers that everybody kind of neglects and ignores. So tip number two, guys. We talked about the importance of upgrading your images, okay? So doing things like split testing, making sure that you're using the right main image. And again, you can use a site like pickfoo.com to get that split test data and results, poll results back on your images so you know which ones you should be using. Again, if you go to pickfoo.com and you use code PLSHOW, you'll get a discount on your, um, on your survey there. And then last but not least, we just got done talking about this, guys, focusing on building your lists, 
you know, get signed up for AWeber, MailChimp, something like that. Start building a simple email list. Again, if you want to go the Facebook Messenger route, you can definitely get all over ManyChat for that and look up Michelle Barnum Smith. Start generating those lists, get some subscribers on those lists, and uh, sky's the limit after that, guys. So those are your three tips and recap there. And for a breakdown and any links that we mentioned, please go to privatelabelershow.com forward slash 143. So kind of a lot that we talked about in this particular episode. Uh, check out privatelabelershow.com forward slash 143 for any of the links or resources that I talked about in this episode that you guys would want to check out for further information. And then, um, guys, if you're not a member of the Facebook group yet, Simply go to your Facebook search bar and do the following. Type in Amazon FBA. That's Amazon FBA. And then search by groups. And I believe the Amazon FBA group should be sort of near the top there. Probably fluctuates. That's the that's the group name, Amazon FBA. Uh, get joined up into there and add to the conversation that we are having. Say hello to everybody. Love to see you in the Facebook group. So that about does it, guys. It's good to be back. If you got any questions, again, just fire away those questions in the Facebook group, and I'll do my best to help answer um, any comments, concerns that you have about anything that we talked about today in this episode. So until the next time, guys, I'll talk to you later. Have a great and fantastic day, and take some action to help your business get to the next level. Later. This episode of The Private Labeler Show has ended. Please show your support for the podcast by subscribing for more business strategies and tactics to help you build your empire. Also, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.